it really goes into can you leverage other investments against one another? Pretty similar to it's, it's all just tax harvesting like people do with stocks where like, okay, they have a good year. They may try to offload some bad stocks that's at a loss to kind of help offset that income. So it's really like okay, you got this year, you may have a property that's going full cycle in two, three years from now. Okay, let's start to look for more deals to kind of get into because you're going to get a gain off of that one deal that's going that's going full term in a couple of years. It's not the mistake that matters. It's how you deal with it, what you learn from it, and how you apply that lesson to your life. Welcome to Multifamily Missteps, where your host Jerome Myers brings on apartment investors from around the country, big and small, to share with you the lessons they wish somebody would have told them. These short episodes are designed to expedite your journey to growing a profitable apartment portfolio without all the mistakes that others have made. We're super excited that you're here. Now, let's jump into the show. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Multifamily Missteps. I'm your host, Jerome, and I've got Larry Pendleton in with me today. Are you in the Tidewater? Where are you, man? Because you're everywhere. I see you in meetups in New York and Texas and Israel because yeah. you were <laughs> Jonas thing. Like, where where are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm in Tidewater. Uh, man, I haven't heard anyone say Tidewater in a while. <laughs> Just say how old I am. But yeah, I'm in uh, Hampton Roads, Norfolk to be exact. Um, I guess probably about three, four hours north of you because you're in Greensboro, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I used to run up and down I-64 for a number of years while I was building that division for the Fortune 550. But uh, fortunately, I'm out of corporate now. So, Larry, I you're an operator, you're an accountant. Like, I know you have done some deals. It's gotten you into some new spaces and places. And everything, because you're an accountant, I know everything is went exactly the business plan, right? <laughs> Nothing else we're operating the line in the gray. It's never just black and white. That's <laughs> the business plan like to like to plan out to be. Come on, man. I and I, I, I just the precision of it all. You got it down to the penny, right? You, you did the pro forma yeah. and it had at the bottom the NOI down to eighty seven cents, right? Yeah, to the to the penny for the pro forma, and then there's a there's a there's a mishap with a with a tenant or the, the contractors didn't bid something correctly or someone had to get fired. So <laughs> life, life did that happen. <laughs> Amazing. So give the listeners a little bit about your background. I've been dancing around, playing around with it, but who are you and what you've been up to the past few years? Yeah. Uh, Larry Pellington, born and raised out in North, North Virginia. Uh, you can't tell by the Southern draw. I've been doing tax consulting, tax planning, tax preparation for over a decade, over eight of, eight of those years as a CPA. My, my firm is a PC Financial Services with me and my partner, Terion Conyers, and our team. We primarily focus on uh, serving and adding value to other professionals in, in real estate. We kind of took that turn roughly four years ago now, and then just kind of just been building up from there, started investing myself roughly six years ago. And the, the pretty stand, standard route started off small, single family rental that I still have today, uh, did Took my swing at flips, burned and crashed on that, talking about missteps there. And then just kind of just slowly kind of just doing small, like just took those, I guess, the linear approach to start to 
find the Michael Blancs in the world and the Rob Kalees. I could just jump straight into larger multifamily and scale a bit better from there. So that's why I kind of just been focusing just kind of just networking and building with other other investors and just adding value where where, where I can. You said where you can, right? And I think a lot of people get into the space with the concept that they're going to get a bunch of tax breaks. They don't have to pay taxes if they're a real estate investor. You're a tax professional, so I can actually ask you, <laughs> how does this thing work, right? Or And what missteps are you seeing people make as either operators or limited partners when it comes to being in a multifamily space? It's funny because I had a, a consultation meeting this morning with somebody and he had I mean, he prepared this stuff from 2020 and he was about to file it. And but when he saw the numbers and it was like over $90,000 that he was going to owe in taxes. But he was like, I, I, but I'm in I'm in real estate. I'm supposed to get all these tax breaks. And it's like, OK, what parts of real estate are you doing? And it was like, well, I do all these flips. And it was like, well, that's not the, that's not the real estate that that gets you the tax savings. If I got these rental properties, like okay, how long have you held them? Was like, well, over five years. I was like, well, you're. You got depreciation, but that only goes but so far. Like you, the 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 primary reason the setup that the government is offering is that you're continually buying and 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 building and redeveloping newer uh newer rental properties. Like you just can't sit back on your lower, like sit back on what you did a few years ago and think that's going to ride you out while you're still making money elsewhere. You have to have that balance between the two and leverage rental real estate, which is the really the the true incentive over just over transactional real estate from that standpoint there. So and that's how a lot of people start to kind of trans. I get a lot of people transitioning more into rentals and investing into larger deals for the cash flow. Explain the shirt that I'm wearing and kind of build from there. And then once they kind of get into these syndications, apartments and, and new developments, then it's like, OK, dispelling just more myths from there. So I put money in the deal syndication. I get all the tax benefits, right? Everything's written off. I don't have to pay taxes. And it kind of depends on there, like what, what type of income that you're making. Cause a lot of times, one of the misconceptions, cause what incentivizes a lot of investors into multifamily from an LP perspective is the, the preferred returns. Like, okay, I'm going to get paid like before the GPs and, and then I'm still getting this huge, they're getting this huge cost, cost irrigation done. And then I'm going to be able to offset that, which that's not directly the case, depending on how the operating agreement is set. Because typically preferred dividends, because they're not based on how the property is operating, is really based on if the, if the operators are going to issue that out per the agreements that were signed and whatever reserves that they have. It's, it's a separate item where like that's actual, the income, that's actual like income not related to the business pretty similar to a dividend. So when you do get these huge losses from your from the cost segregation, which is which is based on the operational components of the property itself, like those aren't automatically off offsetting because the preferred returns are considered more as non-passive in non-passive activity. And the, the losses from the actual real estate itself is considered passive activity. And so those buckets do not automatically offset one another. So even though you have this huge loss, like, hey, you have this pref return, great. Like we do, we definitely want to make sure that we don't have the the tax tail wagging the investment dog. So the deal makes sense with that that pref. But if you're investing in these deals and minimum is what twenty five thousand 
to getting these deals. You're probably a high net worth individual. You're probably over the threshold of being able to claim passive losses to offset your non-passive activity, your, your non-passive income there. So, which is why a lot of these syndicators will, will kind of make the prep, make, make the disclaimer of talk to your tax advisor. <laughs> like when, when all, everything is said and done, you sit in that Zoom webinar for a half hour, hour. Um, I've been in many of those and then it's like, Hey, we can offer all this. By the way, we're not tax advisors. Talk to your tax advisor. But then it then leads you into talking to someone. And who knows if your tax advisor is fully aware of how the tax law works when it comes to real estate. So that's so then then it becomes this conundrum of, okay, um, I want this deal. I don't know how it's going to affect my tax because my person doesn't know. Or I'm doing my own taxes. I, I, and I really don't know. I'm just kind of going off of books I'm reading and bigger pockets and YouTube and all great information. But how does it all relate to you? Is it just when you have to kind of sit down and get the consultation that's needed? Ooh. So you mean just having the information doesn't mean you know how to apply it? I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I can get the information on how to drive an 18 wheeler truck, but I don't have the skill set <laughs> to do that right away. And if I hop in the road and I'm probably going to end up crashing and, and hurting and hurting myself and other people. So it, it takes time to kind of put those strategies together and how it applies to you and where you are right now. And sometimes you just have to kind of slow play it into it. It's like, okay, you may not be able to get these benefits now, but there may be a longer play that you can look forward to. But as of right now, the, the returns may outweigh the lack of the tax, the tax savings. And you have to look at it that way. It's not all doom and gloom because you don't get the tax savings if the returns are, 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 are solid. A lot of people want to be profitable multifamily operators, but lack the knowledge, deal flow, experience, and capital to be successful. They often try to overcome these challenges out of order, slowing or eliminating their ability to get the next deal done. We have developed a framework that allows them to gain the knowledge they need to find profitable deals. When they use our system, they create time and location freedom, as well as the generational wealth they desire for their family. The Multifamily Kickstart program has proven to be the fastest way to establish credibility and build a profitable apartment portfolio. Hop over to JeromeMyers.co to find out more information. I, I'm sure somebody's come to you since you've been focusing on real estate investors with their whole situation in shambles and you had to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. You mentioned tax strategy before, and I'm sure your conversation was, well, had you come to me earlier, then we wouldn't be dealing with this right now, but it is what it is at this point. So what is it that you would share with people? And it's not specific tax advice, but education wise on things that they should be doing with people who are helping them prepare the taxes throughout the year in order to make sure that when they get to the end of the road, they're happy instead of mad because they're writing a big check to Uncle Sam. It really goes into, can you leverage other investments against one another? Pretty similar to it's all just tax harvesting like people do with stocks where like, okay, they have a good year. They may try to offload some bad stocks that's at a loss to kind of help offset that income. So it's really like okay, you got this year, you may have a property that's going full cycle in two, three years from now. Okay, let's start to look for more deals to kind of get into because you're going to get a gain off of that one deal that's going that's going full term in a couple of years. 
you could have enough suspended losses that you couldn't have claimed from the previous years backed up to help offset it. But then you can also compound that by getting another get into another deal that's providing good returns. But then um, those returns in that year one, the, those losses from that cost segregation that, 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 that everyone's promising you could potentially offset whatever leftover gains from the sale of the property that you're that you're getting out of uh, from there. So it's in even the aspect of, OK, how are you really struggling? Are you interested even get into real estate yourself? Because I have people that love their job, don't really have the time to really get into it, which is fine. I don't want to get anyone to like leave something that they love. Uh, so it was like, okay, do you want to get into just this, this once again, just, just hopping around different deals or do you have time to get into short-term rentals um, and, and have some properties on your own and then possibly get some, get some losses built up that way as well. I may have a, I may have a couple where one spouse works, the other one doesn't. Okay. How involved is the one that doesn't work? And is that, is that person interesting in getting into real estate as well? And how do we get um, him or her qualified for real estate professional status and material participating with uh, their properties as well? So that now we can group the, 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 the activities from the passive, the passive activities, the actual like, LP deals with their with their own personal rental portfolio. So it, it it goes into this web of like, okay, I need to know what you got in your in your bucket and then let's start to pull everything out and then see what your family goals are, what your what your investment goals are, what what everyone really wants to do when it comes to real estate. Do they want to be completely hands off or they don't mind getting their hands dirty a little bit and, and just build build a plan from there. Wow. So this whole concept, you, you broke down, hey, there's two different buckets. There's passive and active income. Basically, you got a job or you got investments. The If you make a certain amount of income, then you can't use your passive losses to offset your active income unless you're a real estate professional or material participation. And yep. if you check those boxes, you still got to go through the stuff, but the accountant has to be right. But you're saying... Once you're making meaningful income, and that's relative for everybody, mm-hmm. you need to have a tax strategy. You actually need to consider taxes instead of being what's the greatest and latest with TurboTax, right? Right. And TurboTax is good for what it does. Like it's, it's, it's built for the masses. And, but the masses have W-2s. They may have some investments, but overall, like they're pushing for people that are, are shooting for getting the larger refunds. Like if you're going to be in this space, like you don't hear about the, 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 the Gates and the Trumps or the, like whoever wealthy individual, like that, that, that's in real estate or involved real estate one way or another. You don't really hear about them getting refunds because that's not really how the system is created to, to benefit. Like you, you pull to contribute to the country one way or another. Either you're going to contribute as a taxpayer and pay into the bucket, or you're going to contribute as a uh, someone providing something to the country, housing, food, water. But like I said, for the sake of this conversation, real estate, because the government wants wants the private sector, they want more people involved with providing housing for for everybody. And more likely than not, you're not going to be in a like turbo tax position of really maximizing that unless you unless you really know what you're doing. Then, then, then that's fine. You can you can work the system to to get the the same results that you're looking for, whether you go with someone else or not. 
Now, there's some people out there who are trying to pay as little as possible for everything. And they're like, man, I don't know if I can afford or I don't know if I want to pay for a CPA, right? Maybe I should just get a bookkeeper. Like, when is a person in a position where their situation is complicated enough that it actually warrants coming to somebody like you to get some support? It's it's a mindset to me where and I and I get like you 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 have you have to see this investment to whoever and it doesn't have to be a CPA, it can be an enrolled agent. It can be someone who is just just knows the tax code very well. They're just just advised. They don't have any special letters behind their name. But you're you're going through someone and you're and you're looking at it as an investment because one is a tax write off because for your business <laughs> your investment. But that investment should be helping you grow grow your investments and save you as as much as you as you can in taxes. Like there there should be some type of. And there's not going to be like a dollar for dollar aspect of it, but you still start to see, okay, things are starting to, your, your answers are starting to be cleared up. People are, you're starting to see these things not really hit you too hard down the road actually, while, while strategies are being, being put in place there. So it, it kind of starts off with that where it's like, okay, this, this is a, a mindset aspect of this is an investment or not. And I'm not saying pay for the most expensive person. Uh, you, you have your budget to, to, to consider of as well, but you're, you're, you're not going to, you're, you're not you're not going to go to urgent care for heart surgery and you're not going to go to a dentist if you have a foot problem. So you have to find this where I'm getting at. You got to find the right specialist because the tax code to me, I like to describe it as the human body. There's different components to it. There's particular specialists for each of those components of what happened to your body. And you can go to an urgent care. They're going to refer you to a specialist. You get your arm broke. They're going to give you a sling and then go see uh, <laughs> go see that surgeon about that as well. So. And that's that's how it, it has to really be seen, so that it's not this drag per se of like I'm not. And if you're not getting the value that you're, you're that that you're expecting to get, like those are the upfront conversations that you need to be having with whoever is potentially going to be your your advisor. Like, how frequently are we going to meet, or what 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 is the cost per se to to meet on a on whatever basis, or keep on retainer or tax preparation from that there. Are you how are you keeping up with the most recent changes or, or I got this one deal? Can we like what's the cost to kind of walk through the potential tax savings there? Um, so you're so you're because we're all we're all valuing our time and if someone's just kind of giving you information for free and it's like, OK, they're going to be pretty burnt out. And I speak from experience because I did that myself thinking I was just helping. But it's like, OK, I'm I'm losing time with my family, like I'm not getting sleep because I'm trying to out here trying to add value, but it's, it, it comes eventually it's going to have to come with a cost. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. So you're downplaying the CPA thing. That test is not easy. You got extra schooling. You got to go through. Yeah. You actually went through the steps of getting licensed. So, I mean, explain what that actually takes and what that means. Cause I mean, it is a differentiator, whether you want to be humble about your situation or not. It's meaningful from my perspective. I mean, you're dedicating yourself to something where because there's four different parts to it and you can go down each individual road of it. So like and because and, at one point I could have just been just been doing audit work and would have been fine with that. My, my mission in life is to help as many people achieve financial freedom through real estate and taxes. Uh, it took me a while to kind of get all that into words, but I didn't see that with the audit side. I saw that with the tax side because I saw how much my dad struggled just 
working working his ass off and then seeing his seeing his uh his taxes getting like money tax bill every year from that standpoint there so it's like if i can tap into this i can i can reach a lot of people and help people not to get so (laughs) be so afraid around this time of year because at that point they would have planned for this time of year so the 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 test itself kind of opened up those those that that, those those doors for me to kind of look at from different perspectives when it comes to the financials and then how to apply it to the everyday person from there. And then, of course, it allowed me to kind of opportunities that I may not have gotten if if I didn't have them. So uh, the reason why I like to downplay it is because a lot that I've learned, a lot of knowledge that I, that, that, I, that I speak of now is from the additional training and education that I continue to go through. So the CPA price set, the, set that base for me to kind of like, hey, this is my work ethic. I can know I can go further, but in order to keep up what's going on, to be more relatable to people and work on my personal skills, as well as just different strategies, I have to keep educating myself. I can't just sit back and rely on this thing, even though it's, it's there. <laughs> love it. Love it. Love it. So I'm sure the listeners have more questions, Larry. What's the best way for them to find out more about you and what you do? This is going to come out in the middle of tax season. I'm pretty sure he's not going to get you done this year. You're going to have to get in queue and get ready for 2023. But, you know, how can they get in touch with you, brother? Yeah, I'm on I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. Larry Pendleton CPA is most likely is to have tried to bring all this together. I imagine there'll be show notes and all of that. So I have a link uh, page that people can kind of go to to learn more about me different other stuff that I've spoken on and then just kind of learn how, how our processes are within PC financials. But yeah, but I'm also, I'm also happy to give my cell phone number 757-535-8592. So happy to. We <laughs> got the cell phone number. We got the direct line, baby. Here we go. So yeah. So like I said, typically give me, 24 to 48 hours to even respond to a call or text. If you don't leave a voicemail, I'm not going to answer or call back because I don't answer numbers. I don't recall. I don't, I don't reply back to numbers. I don't recognize. That's <laughs> just kind of my one, my one, uh, my one thing there with my cell phone. But other than that, like I, I like, I like engaging with people on this stuff. Uh, we're, we're, we're building up finance, PC financials more and more where, I can be in this space of just the, the networking, the strategies, and I have the team that kind of handles a lot of the grunt work and all of that. So let try to like, everybody shine as much as possible. Larry, this was awesome, man. Thanks for the education, helping us learn a little bit more about some of the things that may be misleading for people who are getting into the space. I hate when people get frustrated when they get that K-1 and the number is positive or it's negative. And then they go to their CPA and they're like, yeah, that's great, but we can't do anything with it, right? Because you make too much money. That phased out. You phased out of that part of the tax code. So to the listeners, the pack's with you. We'll talk soon. We made it all the way to the end. So that means you love this episode of Multifamily Missteps. I need a favor from you. The only way this show grows is if more people know about it. So do me a favor. Take a screenshot and post it on your favorite social media platform and tag me in it. Who knows? We may have you as the next guest. I look forward to sharing the episode with you next week.